Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise busy lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. If you listened to the last couple episodes, you noticed that I had other people speaking or performing instead of just me. I hope those episodes were as valuable for you as they were for me. So as we move through this period of coronavirus quarantining, I've been impressed by the cool things people are doing online to reach out to others. I'd like to do the same thing with this podcast and open it up to any of you that would like to contribute, either with a lesson, a song, a spiritual thought, whatever you feel inspired to do that might help the rest of us come a little bit closer to our Heavenly Father. For example, a couple weeks ago, I did a couple episodes on 2 Nephi chapter 31 from the Book of Mormon regarding baptism. Well, as a convert to the church, my perception of baptism is likely very different than for someone who was raised in the church. I would love to have someone create an episode on 2 Nephi 31 from the perspective of getting baptized at age 8. Do you have musical talent and would like to record a song that might invite the Spirit into our lives? So if you're interested in contributing content to this podcast, send me an email at comefollowmetoday at outlook.com. Comefollowmetoday at outlook.com. Okay, so I know I'm a bit behind on the Come Follow Me curriculum, but I want to spend one more episode in the book of Jacob before moving on. Chapter 4 in Jacob has some pretty cool scriptures that are worth talking about. So in this chapter, Jacob is kind of just explaining what his motivation is for writing the stories that we're reading about. Quote, For this intent have we written these things, that they may know that we knew of Christ, and we had a hope of his glory many hundred years before his coming. And not only we ourselves had a hope of his glory, but also all the holy prophets which were before us. End quote. In the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we often talk about the story of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ by his prophet Joseph Smith, which happened about 200 years ago. This was certainly an important event in the history of Christianity, but this scripture reminds us that people have been worshiping Christ for thousands of years, even hundreds of years before he was born as is the case with Jacob. This is just a cool thing to process in your brain that the same concepts of faith, repentance, and baptism, the atonement of Jesus Christ, the resurrection, all these beliefs that are sacred to us have existed and been discussed for generations. Quote, Wherefore, we search the prophets, and we have many revelations and the spirit of prophecy, and having all these witnesses, we obtain a hope, and our faith becometh unshaken insomuch that we truly can command in the name of Jesus, and the very trees obey us, or the mountains, or the waves of the sea. End quote. Hope and unshaken faith. These are ideas that I think many of us wish we had a bit more of. Well, Jacob gives us a pretty simple recipe to accomplish this. We have to search the prophets and try to receive revelation and share the gospel. If we do this enough, our faith becomes so strong that we believe we can command the trees, mountains, or even the waves of the sea. So how many of you listening have this level of unshaken faith? Now, we very likely will never need to command the mountains or the sea. But do we think that through God's power, we could? It's pretty easy to start doubting this is possible when you run through it in your head. But I think the point is, do we believe we can perform any miracles in the name of Jesus Christ? Do you really believe you can heal that person you give a blessing to? Or that your fast will really make an impact? Or that you can help bring a lost family member or friend back to the tree of life? Was there a time in the past you believed you could do those things? 
I've had a few moments in my life where my faith was so strong that I believed I had the power that Jacob describes. I remember once on my mission, I was stationed in a very small town in Argentina called Bowen. It was Sunday, the middle of winter, and there was a blizzard happening that showed no signs of stopping. Ever. We had been working with two brothers who were making a lot of progress in developing their faith and were preparing to be baptized. I was super excited because these were men that were young enough that they had the potential to serve missions themselves one day. Well, they needed to come to church in order to continue to progress. And since most people in my town did not have cars, I knew that if the blizzard continued, they would not be able to come. I remember about 30 minutes before church was scheduled to start that day, I stepped out of our apartment, which coincidentally was where our little mini branch met for church meetings, and looked up at the sky. I didn't just say a prayer asking Heavenly Father to stop the snow. I commanded the skies in the name of Jesus Christ to part so that our people could make it to church and worship God. And it worked. The clouds parted for about 30 minutes. We stood outside watching our small group of Latter-day Saints trickle in, and then gazing down the street, we saw two brothers wading through the snow. As soon as everyone was inside, the blizzard started again, and the next week the two brothers were baptized. Now, I don't have this level of faith right now. I don't believe I have the power right now to stop a storm. Trust me, we've been having a lot of lousy weather in the Bay Area, and I'm dying for some sunshine. I think it's probably common, as our personal faith ebbs and flows over the years, that the confidence we have in ourselves to work miracles also ebbs and flows. But I remember what it was like, and I remember that it was possible. I use that as motivation to keep myself striving to come closer to God. Quote, Behold, great and marvelous are the works of the Lord. How unsearchable are the depths of the mysteries of him. And it is impossible that man should find out all his ways. For behold, by the power of his word, man came upon the face of the earth, which earth was created by the power of his word. Wherefore, if God being able to speak and the world was, and to speak and man was created, oh then, why not able to command the earth, or the workmanship of his hands upon the face of it, according to his will and pleasure? End quote. Jacob then asks some questions that are relevant to those of us whose faith may not be quite as unshaken as we want it to be. Quote, Behold, will ye reject these words? Will ye reject the words of the prophets? And will ye reject all the words which have been spoken concerning Christ, after so many have spoken concerning him, and deny the good word of Christ, and the power of God, and the gift of the Holy Ghost, and quench the Holy Spirit, and make a mock of the great plan of redemption which hath been laid before you? End quote. The word of God, the words of the prophets, all teach us about the power of God and how we can use it to be instruments in his hands. If we start to doubt that power, or perhaps even just stop using it, it's almost as if we are denying those teachings and the power of God to work miracles. Well, then we get to chapter 7 and the story about Sherem, who denies the Christ and tries to tempt the people of Nephi to stop believing. Quote, And he labored diligently, that he might lead away the hearts of the people, insomuch that he did lead away many hearts. And he, knowing that I, Jacob, had faith in Christ who should come, he sought much opportunity that he might come unto me. And he was learned that he had a perfect knowledge of the language of the people. Wherefore, he could use much flattery and much power of speech according to the power of the devil, end quote. 
There are many people out there who are like Sherem and trying to convince us to abandon our faith, to walk away from the gospel, and to embrace the outside world that we live in. This comes in the form of friends and family, social media, Hollywood, news sources, and more. This is why it's so important to develop hope and unshaken faith like Jacob. Quote, and he had hope to shake me from the faith, notwithstanding the many revelations and the many things which I had seen concerning these things. For I truly had seen angels, and they had ministered unto me. And also I had heard the voice of the Lord speaking unto me in very word from time to time. Wherefore, I could not be shaken. End quote. Well, I don't think I need to belabor the point of why it's so important to develop hope in Christ and a firm faith, not just that he is our Savior, but that we can access the power of God through that faith to work mighty miracles in the lives of those around us. So let me just close off the book of Jacob with a verse from chapter 5. Quote, Go to and labor in the vineyard with your might, and if ye labor with your might with me, ye shall have joy. End quote. Laboring in the kingdom of God not only brings others closer to God, but it allows us to develop in ourselves the hope we need to keep going, the faith we need to work mighty miracles, and most of all, to find joy as we labor together with God and accept the Savior's invitation to follow him today. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.